Do you need help protecting your finances as you enter retirement? David Dickens of KC Financial Advisors has got you covered. Welcome to the Cover Your Assets KC podcast. Hey, it's another edition of Cover Your Assets KC. Walter Storholt here with David Dickens, President, Wealth Advisor, KC Financial Advisors, based in Overland Park. Wherever you are, you can find us online at CoverYourAssetsKC.com. On today's show, we're going to be talking about the Retirement Marathon finishing the race, what we can learn about preparing for retirement through, you know, preparations that you might go through for running a marathon or any kind of road race would really apply here. So, uh, David, we're not going to discriminate between a marathon, a half marathon, or even a 5K, I think. Some of this will still apply. Whatever (laughs) feels like a long run to you, those are the lessons we're going to be talking about today. Yeah, depending on the, the morning or the season, anything can feel like a long run. That is a great point. Yeah, just uh, walking downstairs sometimes is a, a long enough run that might take some preparation and uh, and desire to get through it. So <laughs> usually the downstairs is easy. It's getting back upstairs that's the trick. Well, that's that's very true. That's very true. All all a matter of perspective. So we'll keep that in mind as we go through the show today. I think this will be a lot of fun. So getting through retirement, you're going to find, I think, through the comparisons today is a lot like running that race or a marathon. And so we're going to look at the similarities between the two. We've got three main points to talk about, but I'm sure we'll have lots of subplots uh, pop up throughout the show as well. David, let's start at the nice, simple one. I already mentioned the word preparation and planning. You know, we know that's going to pop up in the retirement planning world. And of course, we see it in uh, race preparation as well. We've got to got to exercise. Shoot, if you look at any uh, marathon training plans out there, most of them are are six-month training plans. You don't usually just roll out of bed and go run a marathon. Uh, Usually, you're putting some sort of plan in place to train for it and to get ready. Absolutely. So, Walter, one thing that, well, none of my listeners would know this, but certainly, and you don't know it either, but I've actually run two marathons in my my day. Well, that's very cool. Congrats (laughs) on just running them. That's, well, that's all I did. Believe me, I yeah. I've, we're not I worried about times them. here, David. So the first one I was that must have been eighty four, nineteen eighty four. So I'm kind of an old guy. Nineteen eighty four, I finished that in you must, you four must have hours been about five and one when minute. you ran that one. I was, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that was in four hours and one minute. My my goal was to do it in four hours, so I didn't quite make it. My second one was fifteen years later in um, two thousand. And I actually did that with an Achilles tear, uh, and I finished wow. that one in five hours and one minute. So I was well, uh, guys that I trained with. We referred to ourselves as Clydesdales, you know, the <laughs> the big old Anheuser Busch horses, because <laughs> at the time I was probably six three and one hundred ninety five hundred ninety pounds. I'm a little more than that now. I'm no taller, but I'm a little heavier. But the whole training thing is. Let me back to to the actual question you, here. You, you don't picture Clydesdales running marathons, so yes, <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm chuckling at that vision because that's 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 awesome. Well, that's why the goal was not. I mean, there's no way a, a guy like me is going to win the marathon, right. or frankly, win my age group. But it was in the finishing. It was in the, the training, the experience, and the finishing mm-hmm. that was what I was in in for. Especially it for. with that injury, that's 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 nothing to be uh, you know nothing to be unimpressed with by any means. Well, that's an entire another podcast. How I overcame that, overcoming yeah. adversity. But today, what we want to talk about the, your first um, the first topic was planning and preparation, and it does take a ton of that. It is about a six month training process, but with retirement, there are a lot of different uh, ways to approach it. People approach it 
way differently, especially if you're a do-it-yourselfer or someone who uses a, an advisor, advisory firm like me. But there are some some common ground as far as you know, you, as far as the planning process goes with that, hopefully you start it, you know, in your mid-50s if you're going to retire in your mid-60s. I met with a nice young couple last week. They were, she was in her late 20s. He was in his late 30s. And they're starting to plan that out. But one thing I suggested to them is if your plan isn't written down, it's not a real plan. So you may choose to retire at 50 or 58 or 65, but whatever it is, make sure you have a written plan that works for you. Um, back to the to the marathon analogy, I read a number of books, but I wrote out a plan, a training plan that was about six months worth as to what I was gonna do each day to get there. So with retirement planning, a lot of it has to do with um, the investment choices you make. So a real common way to do that in my world, I do this for a number of clients, but not all of them. And we've talked about this in prior podcasts is a, is a three bucket strategy. So especially in markets like we're having right now, when the market is down, it's been down 26%. The S and P has been down 26%. Right now we're down about 15%. And if you ask me, we're going back down in the tank sometime in the next six months and maybe bottom out at 40% below we started where we started in uh, this January. If that's the case, one thing you want to make sure that you already have is the cash you need for the withdrawals you're going to take, your retirement withdrawals, over the next two or three or four years. And the reason I say that is, if you look back over the big bear markets of 2000 to 2003 and 2000, late 2007, all of eight, part of 2009, it took the market five years to recover, to fully recover. And if you are withdrawing money out of your accounts while the market's down and you haven't set aside cash for those withdrawals, well, all you're doing is selling low where, when you bought high in the prior years. And what you try to do is buy low, sell high, not buy high, sell low. So having that cash for withdrawals, maybe two or three years worth of cash, if you're already retired is super important. So that's bucket one. You'd also have a second bucket that would be kind of your, um, your conservative investments or your stable investments. Now in some, some people's portfolio, those are annuities, maybe fixed annuities or fixed indexed annuities, not variable annuities. It might be bank deposits, bank CDs. It might be some short-term bonds, which this year haven't hadn't worked out so well because interest rates have been rising. But those are the types of things that you might have in a second bucket. And that might be the money that you need. If your first bucket covered the first two years of retirement withdrawals, maybe the second bucket covers years three through five or three through seven so that you have a tremendous amount of confidence that you're not going to have to be selling your more aggressive investments when the market is down. And then the third bucket is that long-term growth bucket. And that's, the, that's, where you, that's where you try to beat inflation. Not necessarily trying to beat the market in retirement, but you want to make sure that you're at least keeping up with inflation. And that's that really important third bucket. Now, those investments may go down significantly during this type of market environment, unless you have risk mitigation strategies in place. And 
we'll probably end up talking about those a little bit later in the podcast. But if you don't have risk mitigation strategies in place, then that third bucket, you know, in your brain, before the downturn starts, you know that that's money you're not going to touch for seven or more years. So regardless of what happens to the market over the next six months or year or two, you shouldn't be worried about those investments, even though they may go down 20 or 30 or 40 percent. You know that you have enough liquid investments to bridge that gap until those investments recover. So that's your basic, that's the basic planning process involved in a three bucket strategy. And a lot of retirees make that work really for really well for them. As long as they remember that that third bucket is not money that you need to be worried about in the middle of this downturn. Good points across the board on that one, David. I kind of think of those different buckets, too, as like the ways that you kind of diversify or vary your training in preparation for that race. You know, you don't just go out and run a bunch of marathons before you run the official race. In fact, you, you build your way up very slowly with distances, and then you mix in short days and uh, maybe days where you go for a faster but shorter run, other days where you purposefully go slower but longer, and you, you mix up your training quite a bit so that you don't overtrain, you don't get overweighted in one area. All part of the preparation and planning seems like some good similarities between that and preparing for retirement as well. Now, part of the preparation is eating right. And we're going to separate that out into its own thing here because it really does deserve its own category. And that would be the, the proper diet. You know, we, anytime you might go out and do some heavy exercise like that or go for a run, you might carbo load. Uh, you might try to cut down on, on the fats before the race. During the race, David, I bet you did this, um, you know, even, even back then when you ran, you might have had some mid-race snacks, maybe something high in protein and a little sugar to kind of give you some jolts and uh, some effort along the way as well. What might proper diet look like in retirement planning? Well, so you're right. When uh, during those marathons, they had these little tubes of goo <laughs> that you eat. Okay, they were... I, I knew those were around today. I didn't know if the the, the tube of goo was <laughs> there. It in was the around in 2000. Not. It wasn't around in 1984. Okay, there we go. There we go. Um, but yeah, that's super important as you're as you're going through a run like that, or even your longer training runs. Super important to make sure that I mean it's the carbs you're burning at that point, and and not the the protein. So. All of that works into that, that uh, race-oriented nutrition is super important if you're running a, a marathon. If you're doing your retirement marathon, it's super. I, I think that the um, so the, the 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 marathon analogy is uh, what do you do before the race? Uh, maybe the week before the race where you're carbo loading. With retirement, it kind of the analogy there I think is. What you do in those um, two or three or four or five years leading up to retirement. And I think the, the key takeaway there is you really can't afford to take any big losses. So it is really important to make sure that you're properly managing risk in those, um, in those years right before retirement. Just this last weekend, I was um, chatting it up on a guy, uh, with a guy on a golf course. I didn't know him before. He works for a big engineering firm here in Kansas City. And the, my takeaway from that conversation was, he said, well, I was about to retire, but now I think I'm going to work another year. And in particular, he was talking about his portfolio and it was too much oriented towards stocks. 
we didn't talk in any detail because I was trying to work on my putting and, and uh, not worry about his retirement. But it sounded like he was way heavy into stocks. And of course, now, if he had a, if he had a million dollar portfolio and he now has a $800,000 portfolio. And if I'm correct, next March, he's going to have about a $650,000 portfolio. So he may end up working another two years unless he takes some sort of risk mitigation approaches. Two approaches that I am super familiar with are these. One is the one I just mentioned when we were talking about planning and preparation, that three bucket strategy. So hopefully that was pretty clear and I'm not going to restate that. Another one is what I mostly use in my practice. And some would call it a, a trend following or risk management strategy. And I've mentioned that in the past on some podcasts and not to go into any excruciating detail, but all that amounts to is when we're in a, a market uptrend in my world defined by uh, two different moving averages that I look at, when the market's in a defined uptrend, we are more heavily weighted to growth investments, in other words, stocks, than we would be in a down trending market. And right now we're in a down trending market. That trend changed on March 14th of this year. And so on March 14th of this year, that's when we started significantly trimming back the risk allocations in our clients' portfolios. That doesn't necessarily mean that you eliminate risk investments, but you significantly cut them back such that when the market is down, 25, 26% like it was a month and a half ago, or 16% now, or 40% maybe sometime next year, you're not spending a lot of time brooding about the money, the, 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 the assets that you used to have, and now they're down significantly because you took you used risk avoidance techniques to reduce the amount of risk you have because the uh, direction of the market changed. So it's especially important. It, it's super important in retirement, but it's especially important to change your diet from all equities all the time to a lot more secure stuff when the market direction changes. And you've got to have some mechanism to help you understand that. Kind of funny. It's like as as you get older, we often will have to change our diets, right? Like I had an uncle who just randomly at the age of, I think like 45, became allergic to tomatoes just out of, out of nowhere just can't can't eat regular tomato sauce anymore pizzas every spaghetti everything just nope you got to go with all these like alternative kinds of things now just you know random things like that happen to us so yeah we got to change our diets as we get older cut back on uh, cholesterol heavy things and all that sort of stuff <laughs> uh, same thing in the retirement planning change those investments up a little bit change that diet um, i think that's a great great way to illustrate all of that david thanks for laying that out for us all right, last but not least, we're drawing these comparisons between running a marathon, finishing that race, getting to the finish line, and uh, doing the same thing in retirement. And one of the secrets to getting to the end of the race is to not start too fast. David, the most recent race that I did, it was not a marathon. It was only a six-mile race, a 10K, but it started straight downhill. <laughs> so <laughs> I started kind of not by choice, but sort of just because of, oh, that's what it was, uh, at a full sprint down a humongous hill. And I was like burned out after two minutes into the race. Now, luckily, I was able to kind of recover and survive the next couple of minutes as we went those, uh, you know, went through that six miles. But if that had been a 26-mile race, I might have been in trouble. 
what are some parallel lessons to the retirement planning world? Yeah, so so when I was doing those those two, I, I hesitate to even call them races. I call them marathon runs. Um, but I had in my mind fixed where I was supposed to be time-wise at the end of each mile, but in particular, uh, 5, 10, 15, and 20 miles. So that you're right, if you get out of the gate too fast, well, you have a long way to go. In my case, four or five hours uh, that you're out there doing that. So getting started too fast can be a real problem. The, the analogy then with retirement is once you retire, you, I see two pretty common cases. One where the retiree starts out spending more money than they expected and that their plan called for. And all that does is put significant pressure on the back years of your retirement when you're really worried about running out of money. So it's super important to have a good income plan in addition to an asset management plan. But that income plan tells you, well, here's how much we know we are confident we can spend. And if we do that, we have a very high level of confidence that we'll never run out of money. Or maybe your your goal is to leave you know, this particular amount of money to your heirs. Not that you're worried about running out of money, but you have inheritance goals. Either way, you want to have confidence that you're going to attain those goals, whether you, whether you die in your 80s, 90s, or 100s. The other thing that I see, though, with more of my clients, I have some clients that, that did just that. They started out spending too much, and now we're trying to manage their way to age 90, 95, 100. But the other thing I see more often is that people are, are so fixated on running out of money that they actually spend less than they could in retirement, either because they're not focused in on the income plan we have in place, or maybe deep down they don't really believe it. And the the fear of running out of money is way more acute than um, the satisfaction that comes from having that money in retirement. So what a good plan will get will help you with is getting over that fear of running out of money when it's really not a fear you should have. So I do spend a decent amount of my time with my better clients, making sure that they know we have a really good plan in place. We have this percentage of your assets totally protected. There's no reason why you couldn't take that extra vacation that's already built into your retirement budget or you know whatever it is that they're struggling with, it's always important for me to be able to go back to the plan, say, here's what the plan said, here's what it looks like in today's update, and here's why we, we are still on plan. So go ahead and spend that extra dollar. It's not gonna affect your financial life when you're in your 90s. Great points all across the board and why you shouldn't start too fast. Have that plan in place, you know, and, and the, these all fold in on each other, right? Like the proper diet is part of the preparation, not starting too fast. You don't just decide that at the beginning of the race. That's part of your preparation. You go into it knowing that, that your goal is to go out nice and steady. So it all points back to that planning and that preparation on the front end. And so uh, we just want to underscore how important that is if you're going out and prepping to run a race for sure, but especially in retirement planning, the more planning you can do on the front end, 
the better things are going to be. So don't overlook the importance of being proactive and putting those kinds of plans in place. And if you don't know how to go about doing any of that or some of that, well, that's why somebody like David Dickens is here. And so whether you're in Kansas, Overland Park area, uh, surrounding community, or really from wherever you are, it's easy to get in touch and have a conversation with David about your financial plan. In fact, you can go through the CPR process. That is the complete planning review that David takes clients through to help them see where they stand right now financially and where they need to go into the future to achieve uh, their financial goals. So if that sounds like something you'd like to go through, or if you just have some, uh, some minor questions maybe on your mind to get the conversation started, you can go that way as well. Pick up the phone, give David a call at 913-317-1414, 913-317-1414, or go online to CoverYourAssetsKC.com. That's CoverYourAssetsKC.com. David, thanks for the help and uh, for uh, cluing us in on a fun little story, too, about the fact that you uh, ran a marathon, a couple of them, back in the day, and for uh, sharing <laughs> some of your experiences there. This was a fun episode, and uh, we'll look forward to chatting with you again next week. I will look forward to it as well, Walter. Thank All you. Right. Can't wait. That's David Dickens. I'm Walter Storholt. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time on Cover Your Assets, Casey. Investment advisory services offered through ChangePath LLC, a registered investment advisor. ChangePath LLC and KC Financial Advisors are separate companies.